0: Turkey coming to you weekly from
1: Istanbul. Your smart guide to the state of Turkey.
0: Welcome to Zeitgeist Turkey. This is Jansu Chamlubach coming to you from Istanbul with Jan Sachuki. As we are approaching the end of this strange year, taken over by the virus pandemic, coronavirus pandemic, in almost its entirety, we thought in a full episode we need to honor the developments in this area that has the potential to save the humankind from suffering, as well as the super hike in infections in Turkey and people's perception of how the government is handling this pressing health challenge today. Turkey now ranks fought globally for the number of daily cases behind the United States, India, and Brazil. And of course, all those countries have far larger populations than Turkey. But according to the data shared by Turkey's health ministry, recent daily average of positive infections stands around 33,000, unfortunately more than 200 deaths per day. And we should also underline the fact that these numbers are shared with transparency by Turkey's health ministry only since November 25th. And that means only in the last two weeks. Before that, for months, Turkey, Turkish government only reported daily symptomatic cases Despite calls from all medical associations and professionals to reveal the real picture, but we still do not know, we do not have access to the historical data for all positive cases and the cumulative total. These figures are still not available. And uh, John, as you might recall, there was suspicion among public whether the real figures were shared with international organizations like the World Health Organization. But then we learned from the head of the World Health Organization office in Turkey that they also didn't know the total number until recently. The head of the office in Turkey also warned that the health system here may collapse if the number of cases does not decrease soon we are already receiving reports from all around the country that the icus are full in most hospitals and patients are being sent back to their homes without proper tests and examinations well on the other hand we have good news from the leading companies of the world working on the vaccines however until the vaccines arrive in turkey And more importantly, until the majority of the public has access to the vaccine, this green picture in Turkey might actually get worse. And Can, you guys did a recent research on how Turkish people reflect on where we are in terms of tackling with the coronavirus. And this time, compared to your previous studies about the pandemic, I could spot that Turkish people are also worried about the possible cost of the vaccine because they do not want to pay. Why don't you share the fresh data and we move from there?
1: Sure, So Let me quickly reflect on your opening remarks. I think what's really important to see here is that it seems like the corona train is about to crash in Turkey. But I think what's important to note is that because the numbers were not revealed to us, we only become aware of this now. But from the perspective of the administration, it seems like this was an accident happening in slow motion right before their eyes. So I think that's something to note. And I think I find that very discouraging as a citizen. I have to say things have come this far. I mean, obviously, we didn't know what was going on because the numbers were not revealed to us, but they knew, right? Mm -hmm. So I find that very disappointing, quite frankly. Now, like you said, I mean, the level of worry is increasing in Turkey, even though news of vaccination is coming from all over the world. Because like we said, like I've said many times in our past podcasts that, you know, this is not only a health issue. And you know, this is a very deep economic, this is an existential issue. The health side of it is the only half of it. People are increasingly more worried because they find themselves in a very difficult time both economically and from a health perspective. 77% of the population is either worried or very worried about the coronavirus. This has been the case since our polling in August, and this is from our early December poll. 77% is rather high, so there is no downturn there. 93% of the respondents agreed with the statement that coronavirus vaccine whichever vaccine the government opts to use, is a duty of the government to provide without of charge to the entire population. I think this is very important. Turkish society, like elsewhere, but probably more on the average, is a society that expects maybe a lot of services from the state, from the government. But in this particular case, it seems like there is a overwhelming a consensus on the fact that the vaccine should be free. This is actually a duty. It's not like a choice of the government, but it's a duty of the government. Because the statement is like, it would be nice to have it. It must be free for the entire population. So going back to the numbers, since the Minister of Health introduced more transparency to the figures, There has been a discussion in the public sphere, you know, where some say, you know, what difference does it make if the government provided the real numbers before? I mean, the virus was out there anyways. So, you know, it it wouldn't make a difference. The public thinks otherwise. 70% of the respondents in our early December survey either agreed or definitely agreed with the statement that the late introduced transparency in the numbers actually hurt the fight against coronavirus. So here, there's a clear demand from the public, like in other issues, increasing the Turkey for transparency on data. One interesting result, maybe I should have said this in the beginning, and you didn't really mention it in your opening remarks, so what happened all of a sudden that government decided to give more transparency to these numbers? Two things. One, because things are getting out of control and it's becoming difficult to conceal the results. But another one that I I thought intuitively was the statements made by Istanbul Mayor Ekrem İmamoğlu. Because he runs a municipality and municipalities in Turkey are in charge of funerals, they have on-the-ground numbers, daily death numbers. And Mr. İmamoğlu, a couple of months ago, declared that the average daily death toll, is significantly higher than the numbers same time last year and this has been the case since march in which he insinuated that the numbers provided by the government there's a mismatch in the numbers provided by the government so we asked participants whether if they believed statements by mr Imamol actually forced the government to reveal the actual numbers and while the government strongly opposes this, 65% of the respondents, 65% of the population said that they either agree or definitely agree with this statement. So they, the population, the majority of the population thinks that the statements made by Ekrem Imamoğlu actually contributed to this increased transparency. And maybe a breakdown by political parties... It would provide more insights to this. Forty-two percent of AC party voters actually agreed with that statement. Also, almost sixty percent of MHP voters also agreed with that statement. So even AC party and MHP supporters do think it was Mr. Imamoğlu's statements that actually forced the hand of the government to be more transparent. So the question is, Jan then, you know, why wait? What good does it do to wait for so long to actually reveal these numbers? Now, Minister of Health, as you will remember, actually hinted to why they waited so long to reveal these numbers. And he said, some things are done for the better of the country, which is a rather vague statement, but, you know, everybody interpreted it in the way that, you know, he meant that they wanted more tourists to come in. So they sort of concealed the numbers in the longer run. Does this help the country really? I doubt it very much because from a public policy perspective, it never helps to be opaque in statistics and in numbers. I mean, the most recent and the most striking example of this, I find, is the way Greece cooked up its books which led to the Greek sovereign debt, which almost led to the European sovereign debt, which almost led to very deep fractures among the EU, which is still trying to actually recover from. So when it comes to public policy, it never helps. And finally, I have to say, I mean, two countries that have been rather very successful at different points in time during this uh, corona uh, pandemic were uh, New Zealand and Germany, both of which are run by women, But also other commonality is that they were very transparent about their data. They were very transparent about the risks and they were very transparent about policy response to the pandemic and they've done well. So I don't see them suffering. So transparency, transparency, transparency, it always helps. And in the case of where Turkey is today, we desperately need it.
0: As you underlined, it's really important that respondents in your survey acknowledged the stance of Ekrem İmamoğlu in terms of pushing the government towards reeling the real numbers. However, there was another organization which has been trying to do the same thing since the beginning of the pandemic. I'm talking about the Turkish Medical Association. Of course, we are talking about a a professional NGO. They have nothing to do with politics and their agenda is quite different. But we are talking about an association which is composed of doctors, health professionals, and they have been crying out for help. They have been urging the government to do this not to hurt public further with this policy choice but then what happens remember i think we should remind our audience that back in october almost two months ago first president erdogan's alliance partner mhp leader david bahçeli came up with very strong words targeting the turkish medical association and even urging the closure of the association And then President Erdogan on October 14th in a speech at the Turkish parliament talked about coming up with a legislation to curb the influence of the Turkish Medical Association. And also he criticized the TTB's response to government's handling of the crisis and called them terrorists. So this is something that we should be remembering. The government not only concealed the numbers, but also openly targeted civil society organizations who were pushing the government for transparency. Do you think there will be a price to pay for the government, for the AKP at the end of this? Because Ekrem İmamoğlu is at the end of the day a political figure and... And apparently a very strong political figure, as we see in the polls, he is almost head to head with President Erdogan in most of the polls in terms of popularity across the nation. So his response was, of course, we understand now, was more powerful than the Turkish Medical Association, which is merely a professional association. But then at the end of the day, the government, I believe, has to apologize from these health professionals who have been tirelessly working to fight the pandemic and the members of this community in the fight with the coronavirus.
1: Well, jansu these things are piling up. As these things happen and as opposition political figures come out with credible points, like Ekrem Momolo did, obviously, yes, this will hurt the government and this will give more credibility to opposition leaders or frontrunners of the opposition. This is very much like the corruption cases that both Mr. Imamoğlu and Mr. Yavaş, mayor of Ankara, brought before the public last week, whereby they made allegations to corruption of a previous municipality governance, which were led by AK Party. So these things do pile up, and these things do help the opposition figures to build their credibility. And obviously, this hurts AK Party's own credibility. Now, again, too early to call. Too early to say if this indeed will make the kind of damage that would tip the balance. We don't see that in our polls yet, but it is piling up, definitely.
0: The last point that we might be talking about today is the vaccination. One of the Chinese, I think we should say, because Sinovac-made vaccine is not, I understand, the only vaccine of China. But that's the brand, and now there is a contract. 20 million doses will be brought to Turkey until the end of January, as per the official statements. Do you have any data on how... Turkish people perceive being vaccinated and uh, being vaccinated with Sinovac, the Chinese?
1: I have some data, a bit outdated, but it tells us something. I mean, back in March, when this thing was first out, we asked people if they would get vaccinated Mm -hmm. and 46% had said no. Now that number improved, thankfully, as we asked the same question again in August, somewhere around 56-57%. So I think the public is coming around in terms of the vaccine. Now, as to the origin of vaccine, which they would prefer, we asked this question again in, I think in September or October, but at a time when news about different firms and different countries finding the vaccine wasn't there. And one outcome of that poll was that public seemed to prefer countries in the Western world in terms of the origin of the vaccine that they would accept. Share of people that would prefer a vaccine by Chinese, were much lower than say a vaccine by Germany or or Sweden. But of course that was you know there wasn't this much information around at the time. The problem of lack of transparency, because now there are rumors that actually there are two vaccines in China, one is you know by the state and one is by a private firm, and I'm not sure which one uh, the Turkish government agreed to purchase. So there is some lack of transparency there as well. But in our December 2nd survey, we will ask, you know, which vaccine they would prefer and whether if they find the information out there enough or not. So we, I'll have a better picture for you in our next episodes on this.
0: A couple of reasons why Turkish people are confused about the Chinese vaccine. The first thing is, as you said, it's the lack of transparency. And until recently, we were not aware of the fact that this Chinese vaccine Sinovac did not apparently pass phase three of the trials, which means that we are not still 100% sure about the protective levels of this vaccine. I mean we might remind the audience I'm sure they are well aware of the fact that this beyondtech vaccine which is approved by the EU and also by United Kingdom and probably is going to get approval from the FDA very soon the vaccine completed the phase 3 trials successfully also the side effects have been very very minor in that sense so it's not only about being vaccinated but it's also about taking the decision to be vaccinating would it really Is it worth to be vaccinated? That's the question in people's minds. And that's a very fair and relevant question. And the other thing is, obviously, this interesting economic relationship between China and Turkey that has been developing in the background because of Turkey's financial hardship and because the Western financial institutions have been reluctant to give Turkey a hand over the last year. And uh, we are aware of the fact that China has been very helpful in terms of fostering investments here and giving a hand to the Turkish government, which in return helps them to buy Turkish government silence on the Uyghur Turks, for instance. These are the stories looming in the background, and these are probably question marks why. Turkish health ministry decided to go ahead and order 50 million doses of a Chinese vaccine which has not passed phase three trials. You know,
1: actually, John, I would be quite okay with ordering the Chinese vaccine without seeing the result of phase three trials. I would be okay with it if. We did that with five other companies and sort of diversified our risk as other as other countries around the world are doing. So that would actually tell me that we are doing everything in our power to make sure that the population gets vaccinated. But putting all your eggs in one basket to me, it doesn't make sense. So let me ask you, if the Chinese vaccine was here next week, would you would you get vaccinated?
0: Well, I don't think I would be in the first category, the high-risk category. So I think those people... I I think you're dodging the question. (laughs) Well, I think I would wait for a bit because I definitely would like to see the end of the phase three trials, not because I'm I'm worried or afraid of the Chinese vaccine. It's just because I want to make sure that, you know, it's worth being vaccinated. I'm not saying I wouldn't at the end of the day, because I'm so sick of being worried all the time. And hopefully, you know, we'll all be vaccinated. I'm not against vaccination, but... I would like to see the results because now I have data that I can compare the vaccines. And I would like to see the transparent results of this one, just like I saw the transparent results of the BioNTech vaccine. And of course, I think among the Turkish people, you know, if your study finds out in the next weeks that Turks are more keen on being vaccinated with the German one, I think the fact that this vaccine was developed by two Turks, Turkish Germans, might even play a role there, you know, for the sympathy and empathy. Am I wrong?
1: No, fair enough. Fair enough. Look. You're right. We definitely need more information and we definitely need better assurances as to what comes next. I think perhaps we can end on a funnier note or a more pleasant note to our audience outside of Turkey and not really following Turkish Twitter square. A very vibrant discussion has been going on in Turkey as to the allegations that Bill Gates actually was trying to put chips in Turkish people. (laughs) Through the vaccine. Obviously, it's difficult to connect the nuts, but as you know, he's the most vocal international celebrity, let's say, who has been talking about the risk of a pandemic. And the Turkish conspiracy theorists lost no time and hypothesized that this whole thing was developed by Bill Gates so that he could put chips in Turkish people's brains as a cure to the pandemic. So this has been a real discussion in Turkey for the past couple of years. <laughs>
0: well, John, unfortunately, or fortunately, I don't know, we are a conspiracy-loving nation. The Chinese vaccine maybe can only save Bill Gates from this answer. <laughs> I don't That's know. True. That's uh, true. But yes, let's hope for better days, better weeks ahead. Thank you so much. As usual, your My data pleasure. and the, your wisdom has been very helpful for me and I'm sure for our audience and for today we have come to a close goodbye everyone until next time please please please try to stay home if you don't have any urgencies and try to stay safe and healthy goodbye